Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we are going to be talking about Belfast. Now this is possibly going to be a big Oscars contender. I'm not too sure because I'm watching it in December but right now nominations haven't come out and there's still plenty of films left to potentially overtake it. But from my experience watching this film I think it really does stand a good chance because it's brilliant, it's absolutely fantastic. Now, it's not really my usual cup of tea, but that being said, I really, really enjoyed it. There's just something about it. It's the framing and the directing, plus the performances are great anyway, but the way Kenneth Branagh, who, I mean, God, the range this guy has got when it comes to directing, he's done some fantastic stuff, and he's also done some god-awful films. I mean, Artemis Fowl, just a couple of years back, or was it last year? I can't even remember when it came out, but it was trash. It was so bad. And then he's doing this in between Artemis Fowl and Death on the Nile. Now, I don't know when he shot it. I don't know how he's managed to squeeze this one out in between those films, because Death on the Nile has been pushed back a lot, but this film hasn't been pushed back at all, as far as I'm aware. So he obviously shot this after, but released it before, and it is brilliant. Like, I really struggle to criticise this film. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be for everybody. Like, I don't think it's going to be... Well, I hope it is. I hope people that wouldn't typically find this sort of thing entertaining will watch it and think, hang on, that's actually pretty good, because it is. Now, when it comes to the directing, it's so well shot, it actually hurts, because every single shot in this film, the framing of it all just looks beautiful. Now, the house design and where characters are standing, where they're sitting, where they're having these conversations, how they are in the frame of what you're seeing on screen, it's pretty damn breathtaking. Now, I can't think of a single film recently that's had better framing than this. It's just really, really powerful. Whether Judy Dench is in a window on the right-hand side of the frame with Kieran Hines and the little boy actor Jude Hill, who is fantastic in this. He's so good for his first film. It's really, really great to see. But whether he and Kieran Hines are having a conversation in the left-hand side of the frame, Judy Dench is just around the corner. Now, I think if it were shots, like, looking straight forward, if we were actually there watching this scene, we wouldn't be able to see her. But because of how the camera is angled, because of how it's set up and how... The framing is so precise in every single shot of this film. You can see everything, and it's almost like the whole film could be split into three sections. Similar to Drive. Now, I don't know if Drive is more of a two-cut or actually a four-frame cut, but if you look at any different part of the frame, something different is happening, and something different can be made an assumption of. So the top half of the frame for Drive shows Ryan Gosling looking a certain way that may connote he's sad, but then you look at the bottom half of the frame and he's got a hammer in his hand and you clearly know he's about to attack somebody. So similarly with this film, you've got Jude Hill on the left, Kieran Hines dead centre, and then just around the corner, but actually to the right hand side of the frame, Judy Ench is sitting there in the window overhearing the conversation. It's beautiful and it does this throughout every single shot has this pretty much. It's really breathtaking. There's a shot of Jamie Dornan and Katrina Balfe having a conversation in the kitchen just through the door frame, which is on the right-hand side. And then on the left-hand side, you've got Jude Hill sitting on the stairs. Now, both of this is happening at the same time, but it, the way it's shot is just mesmerizing. It's so, so beautiful. I would even give him a shout at the best director. 
I would honestly push for Kenneth Branagh to get a Best Director nomination, because yes, I've seen some very well-directed films this year, but this is up there. Belfast is so well shot, so well directed. It's really quite something. The whole thing is set in August 1969, as the riots start taking place. Now, that whole thing is lingering in the background, and occasionally it comes up to the surface and kind of interacts with the story itself, but overall, it's really just a mundane family drama. You've got the little boy going to school and struggling with talking to people and how he really wants to sit next to this girl in his class and he wants to get to know her more. And then it's all about the family dynamic and helping him out and he gets into some trouble with the law and it's really quite simple like in its basic form. It's a really simple, sweet story. Even though the rights are taking place, it still manages to find that sweet spot. Because, yes, whenever there's trouble in the world, whenever there's something bad going on, it's still always important to know that there is still heart and there is still something good happening, just on a smaller level. So I think I like it because you look at the past year, you look at the past two years that we've all been through, things have been terrible, things have been rough, but at the centre of it all, there's still heart, there's still family, and so this film is a perfect representation of that, because during the 69 riots in Belfast, it's terrible, and people got hurt, and the harassment on the Catholics was shocking, but there's always something good still happening. So the family in this film, they're struggling with finances, they're struggling with the riots, they're struggling with jobs and whether they want to move and leave Belfast. It's all told really well through the script and through the main performances by Jamie Dornan and Katrina Balfe. Now, both are incredibly good actors. Like Jamie Dornan doesn't really get a good rep after Fifty Shades, but he's actually a really good actor, and he's having a great year. Like He's had Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar earlier in the year, in February, which is fantastic. Go and watch that. It's one of the funniest films this year. Then he also had Synchronic, which is a very interesting sci-fi film. I think officially it came out in 2019, but main release was this year, so it's really, really good. He's having a great year. This is probably his best. Actually, if I upload this next year, I should probably say he's had a good last year. Either way, he's having a great run. His last few films have all been very good, and he's been brilliant in them. And this is one of his best roles yet. Could he get a nomination? I don't know. He could. He's very good in it. However, for Best Supporting Actor, I would love Kieran Hines to get nominated and even win because he is so, so good in this. He's great in everything, but Kieran Hines in this film is something special. He's really funny. He's really sentimental and sweet. And he's so wise. The performance he delivers, it feels so natural. Like, it doesn't feel like he's acting it just feels like he's literally talking to his family, literally talking to his grandson, helping him out with school, helping him out with the girl that he wants to talk to and get to know. It's really charming, and this whole film is just sweet. It's a really, really sweet film, even though there are some really serious elements. Now, I think a lot of people may disregard this as just being pure Oscar bait and not really one that they fancy watching, I gotta admit, I was probably the same. Like, I hadn't really seen the trailer for it. I saw it once at the cinema, but I'd heard about this film, and it did surprise me that Kenneth Branagh had a new film ready to come out already. 
but I thought I'll give it a watch and I'm so glad I did. I'm really, really glad that I did. And I hope that it does get a really good release and people actually go and see it because it's definitely worth watching. Like a lot of Oscar bait films aren't that good. They just aren't. They feel unnatural because they're specifically trying to win awards but they're not even guaranteed to get a nomination, so why even bother? But with this film, it doesn't feel Oscar baity, but I can understand if people may assume that it is, because, yeah, the black and white aesthetic, the fact that it's based on a true story, the fact that it's a drama with the main family at the centre of these riots, it feels like it's got Oscars written all over it, sure, but it never feels that way, it never feels like it's going for something more, it just feels like it's a really homegrown film, for the people of Belfast and for the people that have left, for the people that stayed there and for the people that have lost, just as it's dedicated to at the very end of this film, which is beautiful. And I think even if you're not from Belfast, like I've never been to Belfast, I don't know what it's like, but it still feels really beautiful and really perfect. It does feel like a perfect film, to be fair. Like The score is great, the performances are great, the directing is great, the editing is brilliant, the framing, like I've said, the writing... Everything feels really, really solid. That being said, I don't think it's massively going to impact my top 10 films of the year. Like, I'd love to put it in there, but I can appreciate this being a very, very good film, and I did love it, but I think I just prefer other films. You know, that's simply preference-wise, but I think the way that it transitions to this black-and-white aesthetic, it's really, really impressive. Like, it starts off in colour, and I'm not going to mention too much about the colour because there are some surprises through this film. But the way that colour is used is really, really clever. To start with, the very opening is in colour. And then it just transitions to black and white so smoothly. It's brilliant. It's absolutely breathtaking. And it stays in black and white. But occasionally there are little bursts of colour, which really, really clever. I'm going to leave that quite ambiguous. But yeah, the magic of this film and the impact that it has on young Buddy, seeing him go through this time in his life when he's growing up and he's having to deal with the rights that are taking place it's really quite special when he gets moments to enjoy just being a child so when he goes to the cinema when he goes to the theater with his family it's magical when you go to the cinema it's supposed to be magical and this film makes it feel like that tenfold this film <laughs> executes it so perfectly the magic of cinema whilst also being a magical piece of cinema so it's so meta but at the same time it's really clever i really enjoyed this film i did not expect to enjoy it as much as i did but i think other people are going to find it just as entertaining and just as thrilling because yeah it's not really here's the thing it's never really sad like yes it's shocking and yes there are some emotional parts but it never feels sad it never feels like they are suffering too much because there is still that family dynamic and there is still light at the end of the tunnel so it never really feels like it's supposed to be a film that we cry over it's supposed to be kind of a celebratory film and a celebration of you know people living in belfast people growing up there people being irish whatever you name it it feels like a celebration of that and that's what works so well with the performances with the writing with the directing like it's really really powerful stuff i don't want to say too much more because i want people to enjoy it themselves and you know i think the less you know going into it the more you'll enjoy it but just know it's a family drama set during the riots that's about it that's literally it in a nutshell but still so much happens and the script is so fantastic some of the lines that kieran hines has 
I would try and replicate his accent, but I'm never going to succeed at doing that. So, yeah, just listen to a lot of what Kieran Hines says, because it's so brilliant. And the whole family, the women in this film are fantastic, too. They are so, so powerful. Judy Dench and Katrina Balfe, both very good actors, both fantastic in this film. Again, they could get nominated, too. I feel like every single person in this film could get a nomination of some sort, whether it's Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress. I think they stand a good chance. And I think this film does definitely, from a technical perspective, everything else is just a really nice marriage come together to form Belfast. And I loved it. So I hope everybody else does too. Go and check it out whenever it's available. I think in America it's out now. In Belfast, for some reason, it isn't coming out until January, which is strange. However, definitely worth a watch. So seek this one out come awards time. Let's see how it does. I hope it gets nominations. I hope it wins some. I definitely hope it does. And with that, this has been Belfast. I've been Kieran. And I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.